Welcome to another episode of Bobcast. With you as always is Bob, live in the lounge, staring at the Ouija board. Tonight's guest is a surprise for the listeners. Revealed finally in her craft of uncanny masquerade. In fact, she is nowhere near 50. She is in fact a great actress. She's also uh, in production. She's into radio. She's into lighting up the room with her spontaneous energy and also the creator of the famed Philadelphia Pride and Joy, Aunt Terry character. Please welcome to the show, Miss Talia Genevieve. What's up? Bob, that was such a nice intro. Thank you. I just did that right off the cuff. You're so good at that. And I'm just, I was just absorbing and receiving that. That was really nice to hear. It's cool that you're here now as yourself. It's very For the world to know. For the first time, <laughs> as we open the gates <coughs> to reveal Aunt Terry. You know, I mean, like, when did you start coming up with this character? I've been doing Aunt Terry for like 10 years, mm-hmm. maybe. I started in high school. Um, my dad is like a fisherman type of guy, so we would always go down the shore in the summer. Mm-hmm. And all his fishing buddies' wives were total Aunt Terry's. Um, I went to, I, I was to the point where we would go down the shore to go fishing so often. Mm-hmm. I went to like Wildwood High School's prom. Like I, I oh, became wow. friends with the locals and like, um, and all their moms and like. So I used, you, you grew up in Wildwood? No, I grew up in Delco. Okay. But, but you would go down there quite a bit. But I was down there quite a bit. And w- what I was thinking was like one of those Aunt Terry type people. Um, let's see. Uh, George and uh, Kathy. Aunt Kathy. She let me use her Chrysler Sebring. To go to the prom because it was a convertible. Oh my god, a Chrysler! Yeah, I remember that car. The Sebring. Mm-hmm. I always like that. I was, I always like that word, Sebring. Sebring. What a great name for a car! It's like you're riding like. Some I don't even sort know what it means. It just sounds nice. It's, what do they make? Where do they come up with the names for cars? There's probably a room of people, and they're like, "Listen, uh, unicorns out. We're going with Sebring." <laughs> Sebring. It sounds like the name of a unicorn. Let's think of some other crazy like names. Okay, so like the the Prius I get. Okay, yeah, but I mean, okay, let's talk about the the name Corolla. What's up with that? Corolla. My mom had a Corolla. Yeah. Toyota Corolla. My wife had one. I had one at one point. Corolla. But I mean, like, what is that word? Corolla. Well, there is a place in North Carolina called Corolla. Carolla. But it's Corolla. C O. Not even Carolla, which would make more sense. It would make more sense, really, <laughs> right? I mean, like, why did they write it that way? You know. Yeah, I've been doing Aunt Terry forever. And, She's a great character. Uh, yeah, I just thought it would be fun, and I always did the voice, and then it turned into, like, I would do it on Snapchat. There was that mm-hmm. one filter where your eyes would get big, and you go, yeah, yeah. you looked like that. I, I'm making the face, because you can't see me on the Bobcast. But um, I would do it on the Snapchat filter, and my friends would respond like crazy mm-hmm. to it. So I was like, oh, this is interesting. And then, mm-hmm. um, like, one of my heroes, John Roberts, he's Linda mm-hmm. on Bob's Burgers. Oh, Bobby. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, okay. So, yeah. yeah. 
I loved, and he was, I don't know if you ever saw the YouTube video where if this guy, and he's got his nose taped up, and he's like, Jockey! Jockey thinks she's the dictionary and the world revolves around her. Um, And I love that he was like dressing up as these cows, and the tray, go turn on my tray. Mm -hmm. I love him. And I was like, you know, I should do that as Aunt Terry. And then one day I put my grandmom's wig on, and and it all, the rest is history. Is that on tape? Is there a video of like the there first? is a video of the very first? Is there aunt- a Danny DeVideo? Um, there's it's a it's a Danny DeVideo. <laughs> <laughs> Danny, De- what's his name? Danny DeVideo. I love you him. You know that guy, Danny DeVideo. You know Billy Crystal, Danny DeVideo. He makes that cuts with the films, eh? Throw Mama. <laughs> uh, we would always speaking. We were spoke about uh, Throw Mama from the Train on the Aunt Terry podcast that we just did, mm-hmm. and um, my mom and I would always go back and forth and go, Owen. Oh my God. Yeah. Owen doesn't have any friends. When did she pass, man? <laughs> She was, was the mom on the Goonies too. She right? was. When did I, I? I can't remember her name, Keith. Do you, do you recall? What a queen! I loved her. What, <laughs> I wonder what her sexual orientation was. Mm, that'd be a good fact. She was all woman. I wasn't Anne convinced. Ramsey? Anne Ramsey. Mm-hmm. Anne Ramsey. I feel like she that's was only such last a good villain in the Goonies. Ramsey. Did you hear that they're making? Okay, for so Kelly's. like I think it's like Fox or CBS. They bought a script where it's a bunch of people trying to remake the Goonies themselves. Uh, I wouldn't even show. touch that one. If you're know, going to I mean, touch like it, you better concept. really step your game up. Don't fuck up the Goonies, man. Oh my man. God, you can't fuck up the Goonies like they did Indiana Jones. Uh, yeah. You know, Shia Train, it's, it wasn't a good role for him. Shia just, you know, they shouldn't have had the son thing. That's such a cliche. You I know didn't what I mean? see those movies. Oh, though. God. You know what I'm talking about. 1988, she died. Wow, 1998. 88? 88. That's when? When did the Goonies come out? That's true. Oh yeah, that's right. Did you guys see the deep fake where Robert Downey Jr. is uh, no Doc, and uh, <laughs> I didn't see it. You know about deep fake? I've gone so blind. I think it just looked normal. Deep fake is like this like technology where people remove the original actor's face and then put another actor's face on it. It looks completely real. What? And people get paid for it. It's weird, right? Wait, wait one face like, on another face? Yeah, yeah so it's like it essentially like they're reimagining the film with that actor in that role. So Christopher Lloyd usually plays Doc Brown, but now it was Robert Downey Jr. And it was, it was really well done. But it's just crazy that that exists. So wait, it's kind of like instead of makeup, there's like an extra layer added to make you look more like the original character. Am I understanding that correctly? No, up? they use graphic like computering, I think. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. What's scary about this? Can you really believe anything you're seeing if that's happening? Well, look at the Snapchat filters and all that stuff these days. Like how make like you can make your nose smaller and add freckles. Yeah, it's crazy. There's, there's a Snapchat filter that girls are using, and I'm gonna brag about myself for a second here. It's big eyes and freckles. Mm. I'm like, bitch, you out here trying to look like me? What's the name of that filter? Is there a name to that filter? Uh, yeah, but I forget. I think it's just called like freckles. I can't play it right. Yeah, you can. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, we'll no, get kicked right off. We we'll get kicked right off. Yeah, that's good call. Another, good call. Oh wow, that's crazy. And then that's Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, looks pretty oh, good. Oh my god, yeah. So the, I see what I see what they did. Right. I see what they did. It's nuts, but yeah, that's the thing, and that's how people want to be entertained. And the internet is a crazy place, so I think that Aunt Terry fits right in there. Thank you. You know what I mean? Yeah, thank you. I have so many other characters I would love to bring to life too, so I'm working on that. That's some mm-hmm. personal life things. Showcase all the characters. Showcase all my characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you should make like a show, like a twenty-two minute, you know, yeah, episodic type thing. Yeah, for all of them, the kind of like Ali G did. You yeah, know what I mean, sometimes it just comes to me in the moment. Like there's just, and I just, you ever mm-hmm. see the movie In a World? Which one? In a world, in a world. 
Oh, like at the beginning of a movie trailer you're talking no, about? No, but there's a movie called In a World. No, I don't it's think I've ever Lake seen Bell. that. It's Lake Bell. She's a voice actor. Mm-mm. And her dad is this like big time voice actor. And um, it's fictional, but it's kind of based on the death of Don LaFontaine, who was the guy mm-hmm. who did In a World. He was like, oh, that I did guy. read about that, yeah. And then in the movie, the daughter winds up getting the the new In a World role. Oh, for wow. Like a big series. But anyway, she goes around recording people's accents because she's like a dialect coach. It's a funny movie. And um, I'm, I'm like that in life when it comes to creating characters mm-hmm. and like hearing, if I hear a conversation on the train or I see Aunt Terry's in the wild, like I try to like follow them around. Yo, that should be a website, Aunt Terry's in, in the, the wild. wild. I've thought about that. Should I, I should do that. You should. Because I want to start be like a hashtag and have people take pictures when they see a totally Aunt Terry because I see them. I see them all what the time. What about merch? Like oh, the, their own Aunt Terry wigs. Is wigs expensive to produce? I guess uh, they are, right? I guess some of them. You can make Is like those, those shitty like Halloween hair? store costume wigs. Like they sell for fifty dollars, but they're mm-hmm. synthetic plasticky hair, and you just like make mm-hmm. a shape out of a hairnet and attach hair to it. Yeah, wigs are, are crazy. I, I've gone to the wig store. Do you have a lot of wigs, Bob? My brother does. Oh, your brother? Oh, yeah. that's convenient. Mm-hmm. Some are here in the basement, <laughs> actually. Is, is your brother, brother in the basement? No, no. <laughs> we no, should talk about okay. So, your so brother. So this, okay. is great, this is a great uh, segue here. So, like, when I first discovered Aunt Terry. I didn't know who Talia was, so mm. I wanted to create the 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 mystique of like you know the fictional type like uh, Andy Kaufman spirit of like you know Gonzo Radio. So when you came here for the first time, yep. and if this is the first time you've heard this podcast, you'd be sure to go back and listen to it. I had no idea who you were for about an hour, or maybe twenty minutes. I had no <laughs> idea until you took your wig off and i was i was like legit like um i felt like i was entertained like to like you know the fullest degree like they were <laughs> back in the you know centuries before where Thank like, you. the mystique is like in front of you there's no yeah. special effects so i was shocked i will be 30 on the 26th it's february mm-hmm. um aunt terry's character is like 50 uh she had her second 50th birthday party at yeah. maurice piers <laughs> a couple summers ago um, but I myself am 30 and not a lot of people know that and like that look at Aunt Terry. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know how that's possible sometimes. You know, I have a nose ring. I would say that my face looks pretty young, but I guess at 50 these days with the technology and the <laughs> plant based everything, like it's good to you can fool people. Yeah. I'll tell you a funny story. I went to Naples, Florida to visit my aunt and uncle. Mm-hmm. Big retirement community. Benita Springs, if you're listening. And... I brought the wig just for shits and giggles because mm-hmm. I'm going to Florida. I'm like, this is a good opportunity. And I put it on and they had them take me to bingo in their community. Bob? Yeah. They took me to bingo. Really? And I went to bingo as Aunt Terry in oh Naples, Florida Anybody in a retirement community. And I'm sitting in a group. Oh my God, this is so good. And like... It's a whole thing to be retired and go to bingo. People have traditions. They have special appointed bingo bags with their own bingo markers. And it's serious. And I have never had that much fucking fun. Mm -hmm. And I'm dressed as Aunt Terry and I'm sitting in a group with these retirees. (laughs) And they're like, the natives are suspicious. (laughs) they like, this lady's not. She doesn't look as old as she's acting. Like something's up here. But I'm fully in uh-huh. the wild, Aunt Terry in the wild, playing bingo in Naples, Florida. And it was getting really intense. And every time the caller goes like two, two, <laughs> 22, the lady across from me, she was so old, she could barely get a big breath out. But she had a train whistle. And every time she would go two, two, she'd go, hoo, hoo, 
Oh, I'm training myself. But it was like, because oh she God. was so old. Anyway, um, yeah, Aunt Terry in Florida. That was, uh, why so, did I say that? I don't know, but I like the idea of Aunt Terry in the wild. Though It sounds yeah. it sounds fun because people don't know how to react, you know, like yeah. at first they don't know that. And it's a cool illusion, though. I remember. You know? It's um, the wig, though. It really is yeah. the wig. Well, I like, think it's, such it's a, a testament good wig. to how good of an actor that I am, yeah. at least at this you one make, character. You make the, it people come alive. People really, really, really think I'm real. Yeah. And some people on the internet did, are like, what I is did. this old lady doing on the internet? I'm like, you idiot. I'm 30. <laughs> I had people There's this come... one video you do where you're like, you're out in the corner or something. It's like, I think it's like during the playoffs or something. And you're talking about being like 50 and like being like how hard it is. I, yeah. I was convinced, but I was like, wait, wait, wait. it could be. This. She Maybe might she be is. real. She I was, at a, I was real. at a Shania Twain concert. Yeah. Um, it was a, a thing I did. I had my, some of my followers come uh, sit in a box at the Shania Twain concert with me. I got, I got some friends. That's great. And, um, Shout out Live Nation. And um, I had I had them post pictures of their favorite aunts uh-huh. to win the spot in the box at Shania Twain. And this one lady, it was it was like an easy up mm-hmm. at like a barbecue and the picture that in the photo. And this girl posted her aunt. She's like, this is my aunt. Like, you cannot have a good like my aunt is the good time. Like the party is here. Mm-hmm. And um, her aunt was like leaning up against an easy up like it was a pole that she was pole dancing on. And I was like, well, this lady's coming to Shania Twain. <laughs> and when I met her, she had brought a bag of props and like Amelia Earhart hat, like this one fucking hat that looked like the side of a milk carton, but when you put it over your head, your face was like the missing person. Mm-hmm. She brought all these props and like she had like a skit to go with it. She showed up in a Waldo shirt mm-hmm. and her sticker, she had a sticker and it said, Where's Aunt Terry? And we oh, were like, I did see a picture of that. Yes. We were, yeah, we were doing shtick all night. It was hilarious. And at one point, I have a boyfriend, John, and um, he was, he's like, helps me film a lot of, a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And he was filming the things like in this box, like getting some content for me. And this lady is like, I walk away for one minute and she turns to him and she's like, so like, who are you? Oh, wow. And he's like, uh, what do you mean? And she's like, like, are you her, her son? Mm-hmm. How old are her kids? And this woman, after meeting me face to face, had no clue. Wow. That I, I wasn't. A fifty-year-old. Yeah, woman. it's convincing. Yeah, it's very convincing. It was really funny. The acting though is like on point though, Thank to you. the point where you, you you just become something else, and I think that's the best type of form for. I guess the internet too. Like today's audience, that's yeah, gravitates towards on. that because they, it's like this weird type of entertainment, which is it just it's great to play out. It's you know really about Quibi? fun being able to like act. Um, mm-hmm. and be really comfortable. Like your stage is the internet, but you're able to be in your own personal bubble where you feel comfortable and you can act the most weird because mm-hmm. in the moment, like you're in a safe place. And then like when you put it out on the internet, like I feel like you get the best content and creative stuff out of yourself when you're like super, super comfortable. Mm-hmm. And you can do that in public, but yeah, saying really funny shit at home when it, the camera's on, you're like, oh yeah, that was good. Yeah, it is great when you capture that. Yeah, I miss doing Sal Vickersburg. It was great. I would only, I could only do him at like a certain point in my life, though. I wasn't. What, tell me about like Sal. Tell me a little bit more about Sal. Like, who is he? What's his? Character I was role? out of a job at the time. I was like thirty-three years old. I was getting into my you know thirties and stuff like that, and I was in denial. Mm-hmm. And I had a lot of time on my hands at home, and uh, I would just use my iPhone and my Gmail. I would use the Gmail to call like you know stores in King of Prussia. <laughs> And then I would just hold my phone up, you know, like 
recorded like I, I had like all these like makeshift measures to get the the job done but i respect that about you i would do it like in a way where like it would always be around three thirty, four o'clock before my wife came home and uh yeah like i would always be uh under the influence of uh cannabis too as well <laughs> you know and like i would just take it to the fullest degree where i would be like bang let me hit it you know so there's a couple out? great ones you know but so then he, like he would prank call people but like do you know his story yeah his story like, is just basically from, like his birthday i never really dove in into it so much because i was just so young into the podcast and i was more into like the the jerky boys aspect of it like mm-hmm. i listened to those tapes but i mean there's a couple of really good ones, but I think like Sal is just like he's a like a drifter. He goes from town from town, and he just can't hold a job down to save his life. But somehow he's not homeless. Yeah, and he's just a mover and a shaker. And so what does he need to know from stores? Like I used to call up and like I remember one time I, I called up and I asked I I called up and told this kid I was a professional entertainer and I need a Batman suit for the evening. You know, <laughs> you got like somewhere I can go. Yeah, and then like I went into this like whole thing with him. And the kid really played along in a dumb way, but I mean, like, uh, it was just fun to like get into it. My and mom. Then oh yeah, go ahead. I got happier, and then like, I just couldn't, you know, like in my life, like at the oh, time, I didn't have. The, it, yeah, like, he was like a reflection, was, like a way with coping with a hard thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And I look back at it now that there's three or four like episodes I did, which were like just all content of Sal. It was nuts, and I probably now like. Uh, <laughs> look back and regret it after what happened to us uh, with Aunt Terry and the Wawa well, you episode. you had fun. You had fun. But um, when I was a kid, we would have telemarketers call the house. Mm-hmm. And um, my mom is <laughs> worth noting is uh, she's a narrator, voice actor. So that's kind of how I got started into oh, it. Cool. I like grew up in studios. And um, she would, uh, I did voices too, even at a very young age. And she, she would hand the phone to me. Mm-hmm. And I would get the telemarketers to hang up on me. Yeah, I would best. do some crazy shit or say some shit or put an accent on that like an accent for like it's ambiguous nowhere accent and I still do it now and people like oh it's a it's a blocked number I don't answer that I oh, do it's, it too. it's a it's a robocall I answer yeah. I answer because a it's fun to fuck with people yep I want to see if you're a real person or b you'll they'll actually take you off their call list if you take if you say like oh do not call me yeah so yeah, and, one by one I'm getting rid of them my favorite is like would you like a warranty for your Toyota Corolla. You know, like, dude, my Corolla's from 97. Like, what are you calling me for? Remember those computers that talked in elementary yeah. school? And it was mm-hmm. like, hello, I am your computer. Hello, Bob. Talia Genevieve. I recall. That was a really good impersonation Thank of Thank you. I remember those those days well of, like, the, the, the beginning of Skynet and the end of everything, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Did you have, um what's it called, that game, that computer game that you played in elementary school um, with the wagons? Oregon Trail. Yes, Oregon Trail. Oregon Trail. I recall it, but I don't know. <coughs> I was a bad student until... Well, that was like what you did. Like Oregon Trail was a treat in school. If you got to play Oregon Trail, like it was free time. I think for me, like back in the day. Or like you had to learn computers. Like there was classes where you would take typing or like Oregon Trail was like computer class. I had to take a class at Temple, which was like in this computer lab, which is now like ancient, like print shit out on like fax paper style, you know, like thinking of the future and like how technology would take over. Like scheme of things I should have never went to college none of us should have went to college because it's all bullshit look at us now you know uh, and it's it's terrible because people have debt and it's just like now you can just learn all this shit on YouTube should you we know? have free college I, I don't even think we need college at this point because technology has surpassed 
what college can provide for somebody it who depends. is... It depends. It depends. Here's my, here's I mean, my play I there. want so a it's like, surgeon to have gone. Whoever is intelligent enough to look their shit up themselves now has the power in their hands But you right have to have someone to evaluate how well you're doing that's been down that road before now. I don't know, but I mean, like, the, the phone can teach you. And I also, I mean, like... How do from, you... Well, then, like, all the stuff that's on the internet, we were saying, how do you... How can you recognize real people? How do you know if the source that you're reading is a real website? Set up a foundation because that's There's other websites have. that can impersonate other websites to get information. It's fucking nuts. It Everyone's nuts. looking. And how mm-hmm. come, with college, you have to, like... And, okay, yes, I under, I know what their answer is. How come you have to get in if you have enough money to go yeah, right. can't you just go you'd be like i just want to go to yale i have a, a lot of money and it's like can saying you go? can't go to the king of pressure mall you know you, you can't yeah. go unless you spend 100 bucks mm. or like you can have a gucci bag even if you have a shit life you just exactly. have to figure out a way yeah. to pay for it so yeah don't go to college <laughs> if you're under the age of say you know or take your gen eds at community 18. college and then transfer somewhere better how about really just how do you ask an 18-year-old an expensive question like that? You're asking someone who's 18 and is trying to fuck and smoke weed. And drink, what do you yeah, want to do with like the party. rest of your life? Here's like $50,000 to $100,000. How do you ask a child that? And these day and age, like the maturity level is going down because at 18, you know, we can't go be self-sufficient or like, I mean, some of us have to, but yeah, it it's different than when our parents were 18 totally different each generation now the the kids coming up now man they're gonna have it so hard man they're living in a generation now where people can't even fucking stop for school buses in the morning you know right everyone's rushing oh i was in a hurry like get the fuck out of here dude like you killed like i'm I'm driving my kid to school man i'm crazy like that people are nuts man like I, i got okay so Full confession here on the Bobcast. <laughs> another I got one. into another episode of Road Rage. <laughs> brought to you by Blue Bell Motors. Quote, unquote. Uh, Sykes, Sykes, too. But, um, <laughs> Thank, thanks, too. So, like, I was on a Germantown Pike, right? I'm in the right lane. And this guy comes up on me quick, right? And then he goes into the left lane and, like, gets up in some, like, lady's, like, ass. And he's riding her, riding her. And then, like, I get up to the right and catch up to him, and I look at him, and, like, his, you know, passenger side window's got tape, you know. Oh, yeah. All taped up, right? But he looks like like Mo Howard from the Three Stooges gave him a fucking haircut, right? And this guy is, like, you know, holding on the steering wheel, like, young kid, like, driving like an idiot, you know? Oh, no. And, uh, you know, I let myself, you know, uh, you know, had an episode of rage, and, like, I wore my window down. Yeah, I did. I was like, yo, buddy, where are you going? I'm like, what's the rush, you know? And, like, then he started pointing at me, and, like, he's, like, he's, like, I think he was, like, motioning for me to, like, pull, like, I was, like, okay, pull over, pull over, because, like, yeah, I was going to, like, have words with him, but he couldn't really express himself because of the fucking tape on his, you know, I was gonna, I thought passenger you were... side door. I couldn't yeah. hear what he's trying to say to me, but he was so angry. He looked like a, like a Muppet version of Mo Howard, just, Ugh. like, balking. Tape and he on had the window and a phone in his going, hand. That, like, crazy, like, you know, like, I maybe. Amish, I, I don't know, you know? Weird. But it's all good, though, if you are Amish and you're listening to the podcast. I doubt because, you know, are. We don't judge. <laughs> but this guy, man, I know what he yep. drives, though. Yeah, that's Mo Howard, dude. He apparently, was the best. Uh, I, I apparently, what's his name? I think it was Curly, married into my family. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. That's great. I don't know how, who or what, but 
Poor but Curly, man. He died said, so young in life. I think he was like only like 42, I want, I'm going to say, or 46. Maybe it was Larry. Which one's the one with... Um... Like, uh, Larry's the one with the hair that goes... Beep. Okay, it was him because they always confuse him mm-hmm. with Curly because he has curly hair and Curly doesn't have any. Yeah, yeah, Curly. Uh, it always fucks me mm-hmm. up. How about Shemp? 49. Yeah, he's 49 years old. He's too young. But yeah, I remember like being confused as a kid like when the Three Stooges were on and then like Curly wouldn't be in it and then there'd be this guy named Shemp Mm-hmm. And I would have to like start all over. I'd be yeah. like, "What's going on? With, I, like, where's my friends? Where's like, my ima- friends? Guess imagine where's like, Bob's sa- friends? Imagine the same scenario in like Scooby Doo. You take out Wilma, or you know, like, and you got somebody else from Gilligan's oh, Island. Oh, like the in Fresh there. Prince it's of Bel Air and Aunt Viv. <laughs> I know. Aunt, that Aunt Viv thing was a, and they just acted like nothing happened. 48. He's forty-eight years old when he died. You know what I was thinking about the other day? I was watching a movie. Oh, I, I watched uh, the other night. I was just like, what do I watch on TV? Because now I'm un- unemployed from oldies.com. You are? I am. I lost my job. Guess what? I lost my job at iHeartMedia. Hey, ho! High five. Real high five. For real. We're going to be okay, though. We're going to be know? fine. This is a blessing in disguise. Fun. I want to get in my podcast bag eventually. I have all this audio mm-hmm. equipment I haven't been using because I had a studio at work. Mm-hmm. And... um. I got laid off, and it seems like they're just going to completely like homogenize everything. Mm-hmm. They laid off a bunch of really awesome DJs too. It was a big, it was a big deal. A lot of stuff going on. I lost my job, and uh, my uh, you know friend Mickey, who lives here, I got him a job there, and he's still working there. <laughs> it's a weird. Wow! Field. Did they get rid of your job? They eliminated my position. Yep. They the DVDs are over. No harsh feelings. I'm freed up for other things. Yeah, yeah. I'll be damned for you if you call me, but I ain't coming back. <laughs> thanks for the good times. Thanks for the tickets. Thanks for the studio. I love you. It was a good foundation for my career, but I'm better, 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 better now. Everything's going to be okay. <laughs> I know you'll be fine. Blu-ray will take over, <laughs> and you will fly high. And if you still have a DVD, put it in your Xbox, baby. <laughs> uh, uh. I've been talking for almost uh, three hours, and uh, my voice is now warming up. Oh, to the welcome point to where the I voice can... actor's life, exactly. baby. It's a good thing I don't smoke cigarettes. As I mentioned on the last podcast, March the 4th was the date that John Candy passed away and Luke Perry passed away. No, John Candy's birthday, right? Yeah. He's a Pisces? Okay. That makes sense. Actually, they changed the astrological sign. That's mm. not true. It's true. No, they, it's not. You can't dude, just change them. Here, here's the thing, you though. The astrological them. signs, that a, though. That was, a, that was a fake news article. I hope so. It could be. You can't it's just so change them. No one's changing them. I do. Fe- can do whatever they want. I do feel like things have they changed, they, though. What so do they like, have to do with the astrological signs? Keith? Mm. They move one in or something like that? I have to look just because you move I it do, now doesn't mean you're a different person. I do believe that that is a fact because sometimes I do feel like I'm not an Aquarius one year. Well, that's because you need to know your whole birth chart, Bob. Nah, you know what? I'm cool on that. You know? There's like rising signs, I Bob. do sensory deprivation. There's sun signs okay, the and there's moon page. signs and you have to like get the full mapped out picture. Let me tell you something. Mm-hmm. Um, my roommate and like I take it as a weather forecast, the astrological stuff. Like you like you still you, have a picnic you... if it's raining, but don't you want to find out if it's raining? Mm, yeah, it's true. You know, and why when things are in Mercury retrograde is technology all fucked up and Mercury communication all weird and more accidents happen. And, and the moon really has happens. control over the tide, so why doesn't the scale just get bigger? 
Wow, so this is saying that I'm a Capricorn dude? And you check out sometimes. Okay, so he's now brought up this this uh, form that we probably can't use because we'll be dropped. Um, about like the astrological signs. I'm an Aquarius, but this chart says now I'm an, a, a Capricorn. Mm. You know? Oh wow! So what's your That's um, I'm February 26th, but I'm a Pisces. She's convinced. I could tell from the way she said that she's because a Pisces. I don't. This is like to this, you're that's not true. Wow, it's not true. I'm a Pisces, Pisces moon, and an Aries rising. I'm a crispy dumpling. <clears throat> I also I I do believe uh like I had this uh friend at work Paula shout out she was the the first person to ever talk to me in detail. About like space weather and how it affects us, you know. It does. And you know, in Why the beginning, like you know, I listen to anybody. I'll give anybody the benefit of the doubt. Also, too, shout out to my man Poppy's Bergen, the AKA Two O Two Dancing Man. He was hitting it up today in Narstown, and he was performing out there on the streets, dressed as the Statue of Liberty. Bro, you had all the moves. You're using that Coca-Cola bottle as a microphone, and you know I love you. Shout out, Poppy. I think it's a great art. You know, sign spinning. No, he was just he just dances. So oh. like the two oh two dancing man, like uh Oh, there's a guy on Spring Garden who does that. Yeah, and but his energy, like I was like watching him today and like yeah. the, the, the rear view mirror and I was he just was, like, Man, today was like special day. He he is dressed like yeah. the Statue of Liberty. I wanted Oh, this to, isn't rec- does he always dress that way or today no, he just th- Today was special. Was a, this was a special Before day. he would just do like Michael Jackson shit, like, you know you know, dancing like near two oh two with the Wendy's and oh, stuff. Oh boy. In Narstown. Two oh two dancing man. And now he was over on a different Johnson's highway in the mid like near where my wife works in like the Dunkin' Donuts right there, the USM building, mm-hmm. where all the shit they knocked down. You're not from this area in Narstown. Uh, right? I'm from Ardmore Havertown originally. But yeah, he's a, he, he goes here. out there and he performs and he just doesn't give a shit, man. And I love That's that great. about him. I love people who just do what they want and dance to their own beat. In know? my neck of the woods in Philly, I, I, I'm from Delco. I now live in Philadelphia. Um, there's a guy who stands on like that median, that big concrete median on Spring Garden, mm-hmm. like outside Silk City Diner. And he uh, he just dances his ass off. He is ripped, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely ripped. Sometimes he doesn't even Does have he take music a shirt in. Off? Is he's he out just there with a shirt off just getting, is Sometimes he tips? when it's really or hot. Or he just doing it for like the love of like I know that he dance? wants tips because I met him at he like have a an Fishtown Festival. John? Uh, no. He's just doing it. Mm. He, You couldn't even get close to him. He dances so hard. What if Aunt Terry went out there to see him dance? That is some shit. I should. <laughs> that would be very interesting. That's so not I a bad mean, I miss idea. Philly. I, I don't want to. I don't want to um, like patronize him, though. You know. As you talk about this, cool. I realize how much I miss Philly. I went to Temple. I spent a lot of time there in my twenties, but now, like in you know my later years, I haven't spent much time down there. What do you do? Hmm. What do you do now? What for work? I well, guess just got laid for off. For fun, what do you do? What did I do for fun today? I went to get a bathing suit at Primark. That's right. For eleven dollars and got the bargain, dude. Also, too, I went to Dick's and it's I'm like, hey, let's take a look at this. Forty nine dollars. Not not doing that. Going with this one, you know, because it's still March and I still what's got it, time. What's it look like? Is it nice? It's flowers. It's something I would probably never ever wear, but Aww, I just got that's it. That's nice. Yeah, I'm trying to you know go for the. It's a men's bathing suit. Uh, yeah, nice. I imagine so. I like that Primark is offering floral men's bathing suits. I want to go into the business of men's bathing suits, and I you want do. to remove the mesh 
equation from what's going on there. So you would just let it all swim around. No, no, no. More like a like so more like a nylon type thing. So they're combining like both like a female's bathing suit with a male's bathing suit, but in a way where it's like so like the whole thing was fucking mesh lining and bathing suits is because the holes in it is to prevent the bubbles or to allow the bubbles to go through so that way you don't always fucking, you know, take you on ever, all the water. Have you ever worn a Lululemon bathing suit? Mm-mm. It's weird though, right? Also, who invented chlorine? Right? Big pharma. I always think that'd be a great story. Like if the guy who invented chlorine was just like a massive partier and he's like, look, man, I've got something that's going to revolutionize the market. Check out this pool. Or he spiked like, the pool with chlorine. Or like the smell of chlorine for the first time for people chlorine. swimming. Chlorine gets you like, kind of the pool like, is just really clean. Carl Wilhelm Shalehi. See that? Okay, so <laughs> this. Shalehi? He discovered it in 1774. Mistakenly thought it was containing oxygen chlorine was given its name in 1810 by humphrey davy who insisted that it was in fact an element the pure chemical element has the physical form of a dynamic green gas that's dynamic diatomic <laughs> <laughs> man it doesn't seem like he's that exciting in my mind i've always i've never got a chance to google this and i've always been like thinking about doing it but i've never done it you've until been, tonight you've here. been thinking this much about chlorine i always have shit in the back about yeah and then like a song, a song came out last summer that i liked by 21 pilots called chlorine which we can't play here on the bobcast or we'll didn't get you dropped. just talk about 21 pilots yeah i love that band they're great what's the other one you mentioned um a wall nation oh yeah i love a wall nation oh, yeah they're you're great. totally a radio 1045 guy i played radio 104.5 yeah. matter of fact uh, i got Shout into the building once without any uh, security they're like he looks the part he's got the hair let him in that's the world we live in it's sad got right in but I like playing there on that stage, and I like that room. It's fun, and uh, you know, it's always a good time to be on the radio. But we could do it each week here on the podcast. You know, you could do a podcast anytime you want. You know, I Great. did a podcast the other day at like ten thirty in the morning. That's a good thing. It was about awesome. Podcasting, you can just do. I've it. never done it that early. I've always usually done it around this time, but it was great. Just do them. Yeah, just do your podcast, huh? Do your podcast. It's so funny how people ask, like, how do you start a podcast? You and just like, start one. I mean, like Google. You know. Siri, yeah. I signed up for like an email a day thing, like a workshop mm-hmm. thing to help you create all these episodes. And um, yeah, I've had a lot of life stuff happening, so I've lost my focus a little bit, but I feel like I'm finally getting my sea, my sea legs back. It's good to get your sea legs. Yeah. Yeah. Good to get mm-hmm. those sea legs. But uh, yeah, I want to start a podcast too. We were going to start a podcast together too. And the name of Keith and I's podcast was going to be? Faking it faking it <laughs> all about stories of people faking it faking i've always it. been fascinated with the uh what was that steven spielberg movie with leonardo dicaprio the one where like he writes all the fake checks and shit oh, so that. it's anything catch that's fake can. catch me if oh, you yeah. can yeah. anything that's anybody fake. that fakes it and then makes it do you know what i mean like uh-huh. kind of like that story of inspir- like the story of inspiration of people being like well no i'm just gonna learn it myself uh-huh. you know frank Yeah, the checks. Like, right, yeah, right, right. Yeah, I saw that movie. That was a good one. But yeah, like uh, even like people who like, like this guy Poppy, man. I, I love his vibe. I'm friends <laughs> with him on Facebook. He's a very interesting character, man. I, I would love to have him on the show. At one point, I tried to get him involved with uh, my band Pocket Dial at the the Whole Foods. Pocket Dial? Yeah, I had a band called Pocket Dial. <laughs> was it, sounds like a cover band. It was like Nirvana meets Outkast. So we merged Whoa. the styles of like... Uh, 
like punk rock and like hip hop because Mickey who lives here um, he's a, a rapper okay <laughs> a rapper this does look like yeah, a it sounds house. so funny to say that word he's a rapper he's a, he's a lyricist <laughs> he's a percussionist like when somebody doesn't everybody's play the a drums rapper. everybody's a rapper anymore I know I saw that uh, Macklemore's got a deal with like a coffee company. They're just—it's amazing how artists now branch out and do different things to make their their loot. Because we ain't making it from the music. You know, I heard that some guy was putting his mixtapes in Happy Meals so that they would stay hot. Man, that's oh. the best. You know, I love watching uh, oh. like stories like that shit about like fast food places gone wrong. I posted this story the other day about like this lady who was having this woman behind her like all pissed off, like honking and shit. And, like, you know, the lady's like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. So she paid for her food, and then she said she went to pay for the woman's food behind, and she wanted a receipt for both, right? And then that woman, like, you know, at, that yelled at her comes up, and that woman's told by the cashier she paid for it. So the angry person's like, oh, thank you so much, thank you so much. But then the woman who paid for them, when she gets to the food window, shows the cashier the receipt for both, Ooh. takes the food, and runs, and makes her wait another you know even longer nice. you know what i mean like and i think that's just great so i would she love just to do that two different meals for herself you know Ooh. it's next level shit dude it's next level like sunning who is running through the uh the drive-thru stealing people's <laughs> food oh as yeah I mean, handed to them out the window do you remember like when the popeye sandwich came out and people were like yo what, what like, is so great about that i can make a better chicken sandwich at home all the ones that i've had and i've only had two have not been cooked properly they're cooked like you know like it's like by the fucking microwave and back to the future too you know Ew. what i mean like and like it's all like you know <laughs> just all whacked out you know what i mean like i hate that yeah Rubbery but, um, chicken. I remember terrible. when the, the sandwich came out, there was all these videos of people like, you know, like losing their minds and like fighting and like, you know, drive throughs and stuff. Ridiculous. I saw a guy freak so out inter- today about though. hash browns. It's entertaining in a sick American way that people like lose their minds over like sandwiches. Something so dumb. And it's just like a piece of fried chicken between two pieces of bread with like a little bit of mayo and fucking pickles. Right. It's like nothing crazy. What you got? I don't know your look yet when you got right. something. It's like, I, it's like you're you got to give me the Jimmy Holston like wink or something. You know what a I mean? wholesome like, wink. I feel like just food in general. If you mess with Americans' food, like just bad stuff. Yeah, know? yeah, it's crazy. It's uh, it's wild how uh, hash browns, fried chicken, milk. Well, the stuff they put into it too. It's like you know the product itself, the raw product of like I guess what a McDonald's hamburger is with all of its ingredients then put into it that are, like, chemical, you know? There was something on the news this morning. It was like, oh, like a McDonald's hamburger. You know how you ever see that thing where it just never, ever spoils? Yeah. But then, like, I think it was Burger somebody Burger King, somebody advertised, like, oh, like, ours will spoil in 38 days. Like, Oh, yeah, that's right. Like, they did oh, say that, yeah. at least it spoils. Somebody out there is just like, yes. Yes. <laughs> Day 33 passes. <laughs> feed them, feed them. I saw a picture actually on uh, BreakingNews911.com. Wait, is <laughs> this that like the live, to check out. the live police feed? No, no, That's what Cops no, is saw, now, is live police feeds. It is live. Feeds. There was a Crazy. show that was on Netflix I loved. I forget the name of it, but it was I think it was called Shot in the Dark. And they never brought it back for a second season. Shot in the say? Dark or Shot for Being Dark? Shot in the Dark. It was Ooh. like a bunch of people who were like going out to make money. And they would show you how much money they would make from each story that would be happening in Los Angeles at nighttime. Like, they go out and, like, you know, listen to the police scanners and shit. Oh, like Nightcrawler. Yeah, I love mm-hmm. that movie. Yeah. That's pre-Mysterio. I think he sold out when he became Mysterio, man, even though I like comic books. Post Danny Darko. Donnie Darko was a great Donnie, movie. Donnie Darko. Donnie, of course. Donnie Darko was uh, 
definitely was your best friend as a kid no nah, i guess my best I friend as far as i would like, peg you as a big donnie darko no i'm bro. older than that i didn't have donnie darko i had little monsters oh i love maurice maurice Hell yes yeah that was hey, my shit. I, was like, I mean, this, and this could be real. It, well, and if if you watch it through today's lens, you're like, Duh. yeah, it is true. Uh, yeah, Maurice is like a grown man. I watched it uh, recently, and I was just like, wow, this is amazing. It's yeah. so it's so well done, and it's like for its time. I mean, yeah, the the, the effects are definitely outdated, but that, and I guess uh, what was the other one? I had a thing for Gremlins for a bit, but I mean. Then the sequel came out, and the sequel was like a little hokey, you know? Mm-hmm. I like the scary shit in the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. It was what about fun. you? So who was like your, you know? So I'll be 30. So Donnie, I mean, let's see. The movies, like in high school, high school, peak high school, like Mean Girls had come out. Mm-hmm. So um, that was perfect. And Tina Fey actually went to Upper Darby. I went to Haverford. Mm-hmm. And so Upper Darby is the, our rival high school. And Mean Girls is based on Upper Darby a little bit. I oh, heard. Wow. I read. And I went to the 10-year reunion, actually, of Mean Girls at Upper Darby, where Tina Fey, she came. Mm-hmm. And they screened it. It was cool. Anyway, uh, my, what were my movies? Yeah, Mean Girls came out. That was really funny. Um, what was the... I think his fucking stepbrothers had come out. Oh, man. That movie or Anchorman. Everyone was quoting Anchorman in high school. Like, all the dumb jocks. Yeah, like, that was... Those movies are great. I mean... Yeah. So, what year is that? Like, when you're in high school? I, I graduated in some- 2008. Okay, so that time, I guess, uh, well, like, you were in high school while when The Dark Knight came out. I guess uh, everybody yeah, was. Yeah, that was know. getting cool. I played at the Mercury Lounge the weekend of Heath Ledger's death in New York, and, like, I regret so much, like, not walking up. Like, I think I had to, like, walk maybe 20 blocks after the gig, but the excuse was I was too drunk, and I'm ashamed. I should have walked up, you know? Yeah. You're a big Joker guy. Definitely, yeah. You know, Joker guys are like an internet genre. I know. I'm, I'm like, I'm well aware. Like, as soon as I turn on my Instagram and hit search, it's all There's this people dressed as the Joker. Video that came around, and it's this fucking like he's like a real cringy Joker guy with like snake bites. And oh he's like, wow! Ladies, they act like it's so hard to find a good man. He's like, I could be sexy, and like it cuts to him like being sexy, quote uh-huh. unquote. I could be sweet, and then like, or I could be your your worst nightmare. And he's got like like vampire fangs and like yellow contacts but in the background above his bed is a gigantic framed joker poster it's weird for me because it's like, like i those, like both those are joker guys. i like i like all jokers really even jared leto or leto yeah. whatever you want to call them you can choose there's people who say tomato tomato whatever leto leto everyone's got their genre of joker that they like like they're like there's that should be one of those instagram things like which joker are you i had two so like when Uh i was 27 it was definitely heath obviously and then when joaquin yeah you're a joaquin joker now but yeah but that was like like i remember like when i became the joker for the the first time though is when i was nine no i think it was yeah i was nine years old (laughs) and i was jack nicholson's joker oh my dad was batman and my dad was like i'm not shaving my mustache I was like, but it won't be real. Not authentic, (laughs) Dad. Yeah, so I was totally in the character even way back then. I don't know what it was about him that I love so much, but I remember going to the Andorra shopping center there in Philadelphia. You always put a Brooklyn accent on. Andorra. I think it's just because I watched a lot of The Sopranos when I was Oh, yeah. That's North Jersey, though, baby. I met uh, the actor Michael Imperioli. An elevator once. Which one does he play? Open. I always forget the real names. Oh, Christopher. Christopher. Oh my God, Christopher. Yeah, I I got in the elevator 
I was pretty. I was day drinking at the the Golden Nugget, and I was drinking White Claw Uh-oh. on the rocks. Try it, <laughs> and you may Insert not. tiger sound effect. White exactly. Claw. <laughs> I heard there's a White Claw music festival coming out. But oh, look, no. during the summertime, I had a blast. I usually don't drink at all. Sometimes I skip anymore. months anymore. <laughs> but I mean, like when I do, it's gonna be a White Claw. <laughs> And uh, just not the natural line, because they're disgusting. But anyway, if you just put a little of uh, White Claw on the rocks, we probably just got kicked off YouTube. On the rocks? Yeah, put them on the rocks. Is that cold enough for you? No, I like a cold, cold, but then (laughs) what happens is those, the water, sometimes it like, you know, disintegrates. I know, when I went to Los Angeles, I had to say water. I remember distinctly being- Is it water or water? To me, it's water. It's always been water. Can I get a glass of water? Water. When I was yeah. a kid, it was water. For me, it's in whoever. When I went to LA me. and asked for a glass at like the Sizzler or something like that, they were like, "What? Yeah, huh? What's this kid want? You. Who's this stupid stone kid want? What? Water. You mean water? Water. And uh, I was humiliated, water. but I would not. I will not be hum- humiliated no longer. I will go out there and tell them I want a glass. Were you on a Joker tirade just now? Could be. Yeah, I ramp up sometimes. Yeah, you get ramped up. I do. I like it. Why so serious, Bob? (laughs) I try not to be. I mean, I just got laid (laughs) off. I'm pretty optimistic right now. Me too. Me too. Everything's going to be fine. You know what I mean? I was just like, at first, I was shocked when I got let uh, let go because I I imagined the scenario when it would happen. The cool thing, though, is this. is like, okay, so I had this thing going on Instagram for um, the longest time. And it was like each week I would work there, I would do like a Batman or a Joker like type. like drawing to like signify the week, something about pop culture that had gone on or something that had gone on at the job so I could remember it. And like it it went around this like painting frame that I had. So like I took all the stickies when I got let go and I put them on my frame. Said just so you know, I'm so terrible. The Joker has left the building. I'm gone now. When I got laid off, I was ordering uh, some bagels and I was waiting for them to be finished. I was like in the in a bakery, and uh, I got a phone call from a phone number like that could only be uh, my job, and uh, it was the head of the department. And he like it was effective immediately. And in the middle of his speech, he goes, "Hey, son, your hey, hon, your bagels are ready. Your bagels." Yeah. And I said, "Oh, just a minute. I'm being fired." Nice. That's good. <laughs> what did he say? I don't. He just kept on talking. I was like, uh, "Oh shit! Uh, I don't want to uh. burn any bridges." Anyway, but I took all the memos down. You can't shocking. see this in podcast land, but all of them there are on the painting, Ooh. right? So I have it as a piece. I'm gonna glue them on there and keep it forever, as like this like time vessel in my life of 76 weeks, so I could look at it with both happiness and some sadness. Well, you know what? Everything in this life is happening for us, not to us. And when we reframe it to appear as such, mm-hmm. things just flow a little easier. You get exactly where you're supposed to be at the right time, even if things seem shitty. It's all for you, baby. I mean, I just switched over from, you know, Android to iPhone. I'm very confused in this world, and then I lose my job. <laughs> that's. I mean, listen, That's things grow out of shit and muck. You plant the seed, it's got everything inside it, it needs to grow, but it's in this crap and you think nothing's happening and you're stuck and it's dirty and then all of a sudden you're just getting just the right mm-hmm. sun and just the right water and you start to sprout start and your little eyes can see the sun for the first time and everything's going to be all right, Bob. We're going to be fine. Growth is uncomfortable and we have to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Yeah, I you know I, I once I I turned forty I I just realized I was like you know just not gonna take the bullshit no more, 
I'm going to uh, put a song on repeat in my car when I'm by myself and listen to it over and over again to bring myself up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like Until I get there. Right now, that song is Moonlight Drive by The Doors. And like I love the goddamn song so much, dude. Can't play it here because we'll get dropped. It reminds me of that scene in The Simpsons when Bart Simpson's driving like a tank down the street. And mm-hmm. it's, don't stop. Mm-hmm. Thinking about tomorrow. <laughs> it's like you're really pissed off, but you're just like, whatever. It's going to be You know, be okay. I just realized something like algorithm wise. If somebody hits the perfect note Ooh. on a podcast, does that then register as the registered trademark song type, you know what I'm saying, publishing thing? Like who writes the code to find that stuff? It's fascinating to me that people can like be like, nope, not using that. Especially yeah. on the internet. Like internet I think police. if you're legitimately singing it, there's no problem. But I was just complimenting you though because I think thank that you. you did. You I was going to say right, I was. Though. I'm flattered that that's what made you. That made you think of that thought. But it'd be interesting if uh, the video portion on Facebook gets th- dropped because I have two versions of the podcast where you can you know if you can't figure out how to hit the carrot. Oh, it's like play, on my website. There's the one that just plays cover, as a video. Yeah, yeah, cover art. But um, podcasting. But Joker and yeah, Joker times. Uh, one time like performance wise. Pocket Dial, my band, uh, I was the Heath Ledger Joker, and yep. Mickey was the the Leto version. So you've been... It was the best. You've been, you started as Jack Nicholson. Mm-hmm. Heath came out, rocked your world. You were Heath Joker. Mm-hmm. And I can see you being excited about that at 27, since you even oh, have the so hair punk rock. to pull it I off. I think I developed and a you back ha- problem You don't have it. to go to great lengths to become these new Jokers, because they're more realistic instead of, like, comical and clownish. It's, like, realistic that this, like, insano guy would have a little bit of makeup on and just do some stuff while his hair's all wet. And like, you know, your hair is just like natural. And then Joaquin Joker, like same, same thing. Yeah, you know? I used some it hairspray that night. It could just be a guy. I sprayed it back that night and um, I got, my, my wife did my, my makeup that night. I really, looking back, wish I would have shaved my beard for the full, full Joker regalia. You made your dad do it and you didn't do it? Uh, I mean, like I shaved it so it was light, but I mean, whatever. Do I look good? My my wife did a bang up job with the paint. My wife. And then I took uh some psilocybin and and, uh, and really lost myself into the role of the Joker. Did it freak you out? And I didn't tell. No, I I actually if take you're on it. Psilocybin and dressed as a Joker, you didn't be like. Ooh. No, I, I mean it's it's an illegal thing, and I don't condone it. But uh, I uh, can say that uh, it helps with depression, really, to be honest with you. It won't be illegal right forever. No, it's going to be coming out soon, PTSD definitely. In the next 10, 15 years, there will be centers for that where people can go to have treatment for their severe PTSD Big Pharma don't want that because that then they're out of business because everyone can just go pick it in their backyard. But I lost myself in the character that night for a bit. And a couple of times I went... And I walked through by the mirror that I had, and like I was, just, I didn't recognize myself at one point. Oh boy! But it was just weird. And then I combined the the Heath Ledger jacket with the Joaquin thing and went outside for a fire. You were it was your very mess. own Joker. It was a mess. But the gig I did that was the best though, because that was the best like submerged I wasn't in, in in performing like ever. Like you know, mm-hmm. it is freeing. Like I I understood like what Kiss goes through. Uh-huh. Like when you put on makeup and play in front of people. Uh-huh. You like to perform, you know. I do. You know I what I'm saying? Like that energy quite often. Do you when you do like in your band? You were. In a- uh, I haven't been in a band in a while, but I guess like when. What when was I the was, name of the band you were in? I was in many. Um, the very, 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 very first band that I was in was called Swell. <laughs> it was already Swell? guys. That's a cool who, name. Yeah, it was already guys who were jamming from my high school, and then like I sang for them at a party, and they're like, "Okay, you're gonna sing in our band now." And I was like, mm-hmm. "Word." Um, it was like Wendy and the Lost Boys. Every band I've been in, and um, mm-hmm. and uh, that'd be a cool name for a band. Um, then I was in this other band that I think it was probably my favorite experience, a band. It was like kind of electronica and it was called null. 
Swell, Null. There's kind of a theme there. They already had mm-hmm. the name, and then they like recruited me and featured me on some some songs. And we performed at the Blockley when it was mm-hmm. really hitting over there. And we opened that for the Polish Ambassador now, right? and um, uh, Break Science. They were like pretty big, like drum I recognize and bass that guys. Name, yeah. yeah. Um, that was like the biggest gig I played. It was like a sold out show at the Blockley, which was super fun. We opened. But this character thing, like I had, my best friend would make these like feather headdresses and she mm-hmm. made me one. So I would like dress like this ethereal persona. Um so you know that, so some, that some higher version of myself, yeah. yeah. I'm releasing and like uh, the I like to get on stage and perform, even if it's like the the music sing, you know, lead singer version of me. Yeah, yeah. And it's fun to but do that stuff, but not a complete other character, which would be really fun. Aunt Terry, like music, would be awesome if like you you could like She's write like songs. She's like Broadway like, hit voice. Aunt Terry's. I've I've sang things like yeah. With a pia- if somebody played piano, like classic, yeah, it'd be great. You make me smile with my heart. That'd be good. People would pay for that. Like, insert, you think? insert, yeah, and like, like I would do it like the same way that like they do the, what's that thing, uh, Tony and Tina's wedding. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, do an event but f- focused on Aunt Terry interacting with like your family or something like. Yeah, yeah. I've never had like a stand-up routine as her. I just kind of like go. Like, you never done have a topic open mic and... as a uh, as no. Aunt Terry. Oh, you should no. do that shit. I know. Because they won't know. They won't know. Some they won't. Some people, there's, I've been recognized out of character. What's that feel like? It's cool. It's validating. Mm. That's um, good. At work, uh, some girl came in and she was like, she walked in and then she did a double take and turned around. She goes, are you Aunt Terry? Wow. And I was like, yeah, girl. Yeah, hon. And she was like, oh my God, can we get a selfie? <laughs> and that's happened a couple times. And it's, so it's, does, it's that cool. mean, does that mean you travel with your wig? Oh, it's in my car all the time. I, I Have don't, you ever had I don't like go a, anywhere without okay, it. Okay, so here's a question. Have you ever had like a Clark <laughs> a Clark Kent Superman like type scenario where like I need to be Aunt Terry but I don't know where my wig is? Um Yes, and I've improvised. I've put something over my head or there put a thing of sunglasses See, I wouldn't even on. think that way. I would think yeah. Yeah. It doesn't take much. It does it definitely like the wig definitely like really helps or like, you know, tucking my hair into a baseball cap and putting sunglasses on, but the wig is like it's a thing. I got into an argument in a parking lot with a guy as Aunt Terry. That's cool. Once. In character? Yes. I had to be in character. I was, oh, it was great. Black Friday and I was at the mall and um, I I worked there and I put the wig on and I was kind of like just not looking at my phone, just had it set up so I could just record myself driving. Mm-hmm. And um, this guy like tried to take a parking space that I was turning into and he got out and asked me if I was going to move. And I was like, you know, hon, you're pretty cute. I was trying to, you know, butter him up so he'd let me park there. Mm-hmm. And um, he's like, yeah, are you know, are you going to back up? And I was like, you know what, hon? I think you're being pretty rude right now. And he ended up taking the parking space because I was going to be late. But when I saw, I was still looking around for one and he was walking into Macy's and I said, you there, yo, you, you got a small penis. <laughs> and he was really, he, he yeah, was yeah, waving yeah. me off. Yeah. So I, I had it out, That's but great. I had to be Aunt Terry. I was dressed like her. Just to talk like myself, dressed like that, it's like it makes more sense to be her in that moment. I, I had a terrible her. moment in character. Uh, <laughs> it's 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 terrible, really. And oh, I apologize God. first off to my Australian friends, but when I was like 25, I was helping <laughs> my friend Didgery Drew. So oh, Didgery good Deuce. name! Yeah, he, he tours with a, a band called Brother from Australia, and now with a band called Albanac from Scotland. I grew up with him, and I went on tour with him, uh, and we were in Los Angeles playing this like dope, like industrial, like warehouse gig in downtown artist gallery like la 
and Drew had this setup of didgeridoos that he was selling. They were $20. And this is like the way we were making our way up and down California this oh, summer. Oh, that's beautiful. Traveling selling pipes, that's right? like, I wish so, I did that. So Drew goes like this and he's like, Bob, I got to go take a piss. Do you mind watching this real quick? Watch and my I'm like, didgeridoos for a second. And I'm like, no problem, mate. You know, and like, I'm drinking. I'm in a jovial mood. I'm it, You're using Australian. my best Australian accent, mate. And uh, if you'd like to buy the didgeridoo, it's going to be $20, right? And um, Isn't life I, so cool? I go on for a while with it, right? And oh. um, I didn't get anybody to buy it, but I got a lot of people very interested. They're blowing it shit, you know. Like we had like these plastic tubes that people could sanitize and like play it. I never and, uh, understood how that worked. It's it's fairly easy once you get the hang of it. It's like blowing bubbles in like a glass full of water. Interesting. So I go on and on, mate, and uh, I'm trying to make a sale, and, you know, I come across the guy, and this guy is from Australian. I just said from Australian, but he's from Australia. Okay, so mate is from Perth, right? Perth happens to be the place, I think I might have said no, I was from Uladala, mate. (laughs) He totally recognized that my accent was wrong, and I I knew that if I... He said, no, you're not. So I went on with it for, like... You know, like two and a half minutes, like three minutes, I think. And, oh, my God, this drunken Australian who's, like, a block wide looking like a rugby Uh-oh. player is going to destroy me, right? Yeah. So, I'm like, I'm going to get my ass kicked for fucking impersonating somebody. I'm going to hell. Um, you know, not Australian, mate. You know? So, I come clean and I tell him. And then as soon as I tell him, Drew walks up. Uh-oh. Did you read Drew? And the Australian guy's like, is this your friend, mate? Is this your friend? You know, and like, it was so like bad. Russell Brand. And my, my friend Drew was so embarrassed by me. He was just like, what are you fucking I doing? I think I dude? can do it. Like, a who pretty... do you think you are, an actor? And, like, all I was yeah. trying to do is just act and have a good time. Yeah. But I made the cardinal, like, mistake of... Well, how are... yeah, you didn't know. Because, no, but I was fun. using an accent with yeah. a device or an instrument that is... Um, oh, native. In, yeah. In, Big no Indigenous towards their uh-huh. country. I, th- I would say I do a pretty decent Australian accent. Yeah, mate, it's a good one. I get into it like, you're like, sorry, you're like, sorry, cool. You're from Australia, like, sorry, cool, you know? It's like, or or, or this this guy from Australia, mate, <laughs> oh, yeah. you know? Yeah, oh, that's not a knife. This is a knife. So, like, when I'm Australian, mate, I, it's it's over here. G'day, g'day. How you going? How's your mom? And how's your sister? You sound real cockney. Yeah, it gets messed up. It's an actual Australian song that my friend Matey Angus Richardson Matey Angus? Matey. His real name's Angus. That's a is is he Scottish? No, he's he's from uh Ulladala and him and his brother Hamish was this band called Hamish? Brother Hamish, yeah. <laughs> Hamish was great. Crazy Hamish Hamish too. was like like uh the Australian Jesus Christ to me. Whoa. Anyway. His name was Hamish. Hamish. His name is Hamish Richardson. He's still alive. He's Wait, uh, Australian? Jesus Christ. He just had this like weird thing like okay, is he so a prophet? No, he did this thing where like he would just be like he when he would look at you, he would just like like look through your soul you know what I mean? Like it was like Like Ted Bundy. There's this like mini series in the late seventies called uh Jesus of Nazareth. And the guy that plays Jesus in that film series doesn't blink the entire time and Ew. that's why he's so convincing and i remember thinking the same thing when i met hamish like oh my god he's looking through my soul but he was a very you know spiritual hamish like, and angus yeah they're good musicians. You, what i wonder is like when you have like a baby mm-hmm. like people with crazy names like that like oh when when the thing is a baby it's this mm-hmm. baby named hamish or a baby named like uh agnes like what the fuck 
You, like, it, like, it sounds like the name Agnes was never a baby. I think, like, like the worst, like, Bernie baby names Bernard. out there. And like, it's hard to react when you hear it. And, like, I have trouble hearing in my left ear sometimes. So I'll hear the baby, like, na- I hear the person's baby's name as, like, and I'll be like, Calica? Calica? Calico? I mean, like, I, it's just, I don't know. It's a weird, like, scenario. I know what you mean, though. It's weird, too, because, like, my son's name's Tyler, and I've had people name them, like, negatively say, why'd you choose that name? It's I love like, that name. Why don't y'all go kiss my ass? Mind your business. That was 89 Jack right there. 80, oh, yeah. Yeah, there you go. Bob. The Joyka. Yeah, that was a great great uh, character for Jack. You do Think, a really good Joyka. Jack did such a good job with that film because he refused to take... He took the role with a large chunk of the film's total, but um, like profits. So he got like fifty. He was the first person to get like a large chunk of. You the should profits. have a podcast dedicated to jokers, and you should have other Joker. There's, there's people a lot out there. So on like the podcast. Here's the thing about like your comic audience guys. Is Joker people. Comic like, guys are okay. Like like I would consider myself like involved with the comic guys, but like they are ruthless, dude. The comic book podcast people. Are ruthless. Okay, so they are the akin. That's to an attack. excuse. I I would listen. I think that it's really funny. I just I just wor- yeah, it is funny. Okay, here's a story for you. So I just you know lost my job. It could be like a mini there. series. He was a fan of Batman, right? Oh. And I've never talked about this, and this would be a really therapeutic thing for me to get out. Okay, <laughs> this guy, same age as me, he's got no kids, but this guy hated the fact that when I came there to work. That I had an affliction for the Joker and Batman. You know what I mean? To the point where he would quiz me on shit. You know what I mean? Like I'm on a was fucking talk show. Huh? Was he Apparently an so. Oh, Apparently okay. so. You know? So he was a comic book nerd. I guess that if I would call him that, it would offend him because of his terminology. But yes, I would say that. Who but fucking like, who? so my knowledge of comics isn't like like I will read a series, but if it sucks. I'm not going to fucking keep buying this and book. And you're, like, that's great. I think that's a, a great writer. stance to take as a host because you can, like, talk about it unbiasedly. Yeah, I mean, like, if... And if, you can have people who are experts If it's on not to for me, I'm not going to read it, but, I mean, like, there's certain classic books, but, like, he would, like, like quiz me on shit and then, like... Keith, dude, is there a so Joker... fucking weird. I'm hung up on this. Is there a Joker podcast-type collective? Like, like, pe- like, there's... Or, like, you know there's a subreddit on this. Probably. See, that's just the like thing. It's like, I don't do the subreddit because it's just too. Those people are just so. I don't either, but I know. Like, they're the same people does, like with the comic so, like, book I know people that who attack. People attack online. They want to, like, you know, like. Yeah. It's nuts. But I mean, it is what it is. But I mean, the Joker podcast. Uh, I was listening. There was a podcast I was. The reason, one of the reasons it? I got into podcasting was. Because, because of the Joker. Kevin Smith's <laughs> Fat Man on Batman podcast. Oh, yeah. It started, like, in the beginning nice. when it was just him in his room at home talking about you know shit you know and i was like wow i could do that shit I could do you know that. What I mean? yeah and the first couple ones were like 10 minutes long you mm-hmm. know I mean? and they were just you know tidbits of stuff but i mean anybody could do it if you ask me how do you start a podcast i'm gonna say hey what could you talk forever about though or like you know what's this your... just like my mind bounces like you know yeah. what I mean? like, I, like I, just I, the bobcast people ask me like do you prepare i do not prepare for shit dude i do not i mean like yeah i, I think if you prepare then you've got the wrong idea as to what you need to do to have a podcast. It depends your on podcast what your podcast is about because some things are educational. People ask me that all the time now. What's your podcast about? I'm like, it's a collection of people and I interview them. Hey. <laughs> you know every, I mean? like, every podcast can't be that. 
I mean, I've done other ones. You know? I mean, like I've done book reviews. I've done other things. But well, each each episode can have a theme. But like, here's my thing: if we can get more microphones in here, we can do the round table type thing. We could do a whole bunch of different stuffs. But we got to get the infrastructure. So I'm asking tonight's sponsors: Toyota of Toyota <laughs> Corollas, Stew of Toyota, Stew of Bluebell Motors, <laughs> and. Uh, the guy at Wawa that we got ourselves in a little tidbit with. Sorry about that, fella. <laughs> On and, the other, uh, if you're listening to the Aunt Terry podcast, um, it's a couple episodes back. We we had to stop and talk about our experience because we had a Wawa customer service representative on the phone, and we are not allowed to use his voice, but we respect him for his time. He was so he was so like. Uh, wait a minute! Wait a minute! Sherlock I do not Holmes. want to be recorded. Yeah, he was just like na 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 na. Dark well, we days ahead. The... Don't get me on the internet. <laughs> hey. Is it My fresh God. or frozen? I don't know. Let it go. Let it go. But it all could be hearsay, you know, and it could just be all beyond meat. And we're all going to Mars eventually. It should be beyond meat. That'd be easier, right? I never had that burger. Me Scared. neither. I don't Scared care. <laughs> you got any info? I don't know the look yet. Is that the Jimmy Olsen look? Doesn't yeah, mean go ahead, it's tell better me. for you. Just means you got it's Jimmy not Olsen me. info? I just, I've had it. It's just my personal opinion. <laughs> it tastes fine. It's like tasting the vegetables, you know? It's just like, yeah. it's just Some people are like, it tastes just like meat. Well, you know, I uh, I could probably talk forever, but this is my third consecutive hour, and uh, Let's wrap it's always it a pleasure. Let's wrap it up. Always a pleasure to have you on the show as Aunt Terry, and now for the first time, as yourself, you're a great actress, and you. uh, we are. We, you know, we both got laid off, but you know, hey, that's the breaks. We're on the and same we're still out here. And we're still out here doing our thing, you know. Any, either one of us will be happy to return to your podcast again. I'm happy. I'm happy tonight here on the Bobcast. <laughs>